0: It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See amazon.com slash amazonprime for details.
1: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win.
2: Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
3: Feeling like you need a punch of energy? Enter wonderful pistachios. I love them. The snack that packs a protein punch. And the best part, they come in so many flavors and so many sizes. Whether you're on the go or chilling at home, wonderful pistachios, they're the go-to snack for me. Here's the real kicker, the protein. These little wonders are one of the highest protein nuts out there. Just one ounce serves up a whopping six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. So visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. I love them. um somebody who knows sean payton well he was ohio state picked in the first round uh malcolm jenkins has a new book what winners won't tell you joining us a friend of the herd on the show 13 years two super bowls multiple pro bowls playoffs in eight of 13 years only player ever with victories against brady and manning in the super bowl which has never happened but for the record. Thanks for coming. Uh, is it like facing a little bit of the same guy, or were there
4: different challenges with Tom and Peyton? Oh, definitely different challenges. I, I think me as a player, I was a rookie against Peyton Manning. I get thrown in a game in the fourth quarter, uh, and I'm, you know, damn near peeing down my leg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I played Brady. We, we I was the captain of defense, a lot different. And, I mean, he was playing well, too. So a lot of different strategy, but uh, obviously two of the best to ever do it.
3: Guys that tend to manipulate safeties and guys on the back end, they were trying to manipulate you. Could you sense it?
4: Yeah, I, I, Tom actually did in the, in the Super Bowl. He did a really good job. He threw like a four verts, looked me to my right, moved me a little bit in, threw a bang right to, to Gronk for a touchdown. Uh, so both of those quarterbacks, I, I think, you know, when we were in the Super Bowl against Manning, it was more him and John Vilma changing the play at the line of scrimmage almost every snap. So I'm watching them two play chess in real time, uh, which was, you know, as a rookie, you're like, I didn't realize how cerebral the game could be, not only just Manning, but with John Vilma as a linebacker, both of them really just playing chess with the rest of the players out there.
3: So the book is What Winners Won't Tell You, Lessons from a Legendary Defender. It's got a great cover. Um, I've had this discussion before. I I watched Teddy Bruschi play. I I work with him at ESPN. He's a really smart, thoughtful guy. And I remember Desert Storm, he was a college guy, undersized. Nobody wanted to recruit him. And I I came to learn his intelligence uh, was such a valuable asset with Belichick's brain, and Teddy was such a smart player. Similarly, you're viewed as talented, certainly, first-round pick. But if I said to you, what part of this league is instincts IQ and what's talent, what would the balance
4: be? You had both. Not everybody does. I would say at least my game was probably 90% like mental. The physical stuff, you know, I wasn't the fastest, didn't jump the highest. Uh, you know, I was I had good range. I had good long arms. But physically, you know, the God-given talent in the NFL is really even. There are only a few guys that have more God-given talent than everybody Q else. Two Randy
3: Mosses, five in the league.
4: Yeah, there's only a few. Um, but everybody else is really about how – Fast your game develops how slow the game is for you how prepared you are do you know how to read the offenses do you know body language do you know concepts and schemes do you know your defense and where the other players are all of these things uh, are inputs and data that you can read that help you play faster and when I learned that out, you know, it was like I didn't need to be the fastest. I just needed to align, you know, in a position where I could get my job done. I, I knew where the defense was. I knew what the D-line was doing. I knew where the nickel was. That allows you to now stop. You don't have to play every route. You can just stop three. Uh, and that changes the difficulty of the game by far. Uh,
3: no locker room is perfect. There's going to be immature players, and then there's going to be leaders and adults. You go back to your teams that got to the Super Bowl. Was part of them getting there that it was a really serious, principled, grown-up, attentive locker room.
4: Uh, yeah, I, I talk about it in the, in the book. Um, you know, we're ten and zero the Saints, and I'm a, I'm a rookie. I'm I've been in two national championships, been in three state championships in high school, and in my mind, I'm thinking, here we go again. You know, winning is easy. And Jonathan Vilma asks the defensive coaches to leave the room. He wants a player only meeting. We had just beat uh, uh, Washington in overtime. And I'm thinking all is well, and John Vilma first calls me out like, "You can't play like a rookie," and he's flipping chairs over, and I'm like, "We are ten and <laughs> But it was a it was a lesson for me that you know we didn't we weren't just trying to be ten and zero. We weren't trying to just be thirteen and zero. We wanted to win a Super Bowl, and that's hard to focus on to have that locked in you know mentality throughout the whole season, whether you're hitting dips or you're riding highs, you still got to be. kind of even killed. So when I got to Philly, fast forward eight years, uh, now I'm the John Vilma, I'm the captain of the defense, and I found myself having to keep my team focused throughout the season. And so I do think whenever you look at Super Bowl championship locker rooms, you're going to have player ownership. You're going to have phenomenal leadership Um, from a captain, like team captain standpoint.
3: You know, listen, Sean Payton's outspoken. He was on our network last year. Mm -hmm. I loved it. Never learn more. Uh, Outspoken, makes mistakes, willing to say it. Uh, He's a big personality. Uh, The Russell thing is really choppy. Um, And I had said earlier, I think I made a mistake. I always viewed Russell's running as sort of an additive, a curveball, a breaking pitch. It was more than that. He's never been a great pocket thrower. I was wrong. Pete Carroll obviously knows more than I do. And now that he's not, didn't have the juice running, he's just not, he's, you know, listen, it's hard for 5'11 guys. Two has acknowledged it. I can't see some of this stuff. And so my, my guess is they'll eventually have to move off this thing. One of the things I've wondered about as Russell's very optimistic, religious conviction, very polished, Sean's brutal. Mm -hmm. and that's what i love about him he is raw could you see it getting kind of ugly it's just two different personalities
4: yeah i don't think it'll get ugly you know in the media more than it has already i think we just are alarmed that the two personalities juxtapose against one another uh but sean is a my way to highway type of guy and he says what's on his mind uh he said many things to me in my career i've seen him talk to players Uh, In a way, that's not disrespectful, but that's just matter of fact. And the one thing I could always appreciate about Sean was you knew where you stood. You knew what was expected of you, and you knew what the standard was. Um, I think what we're seeing with the Broncos is just, it's not really even just the quarterback or just Sean. It's like the team is taking its turns. You know, the defense didn't show up one week, then they show up the next, but the offense isn't there. Sean's not perfect either. He's making some bad decisions. And I think we're just waiting to see if this is going to gel or not. Um, And and it's really yet to be seen. And then, if not, then we know that some decisions are going to have to be made, obviously, in the offseason.
3: The book is called What Winners Won't Tell You. You can tell from uh, uh, Malcolm uh, Jenkins, a very thoughtful guy, lessons from a legendary defender. Um, You know, we were talking about the Niners. The last 20 teams that have faced the Niners are 1-19 the following week. They Hmm. beat the hell out of you. Yeah. They don't just beat you. They beat you up. <laughs> yeah. Go to your NFL. Now, Philadelphia was often the team that did that. Yeah, The Saints, very physical when you were there. Go back to your career. What was a team that you didn't like to play?
4: Seattle. Yeah, easy. The Legion of Boom, when those guys were, were. Tell me about it. Yeah, I mean, we knew. What year was it? I forget what year. We went there during the season. 2013,
3: 2014? Yeah,
4: thir- yeah. I think it was 14 or 13. We went there during a the Monday night, and they spanked us and completely annihilated us. We knew physically, mentally, coaching, like they were a better team than us. And then we had to come back later in the wild card. Oh, and and they beat you. <laughs> they did beat us. And we knew we were going to lose that game. We stepped on the field and knew we didn't have a chance to win but we were going to just try not to be dominated <laughs> physically. <laughs> like we we're like, okay, we're going to at least be able to walk out of here with some respect in our names because we knew that was a team when you when you showed up. They weren't. It wasn't pretty. They weren't doing something elaborate. They were going to line up and hit you. And you knew it. Yeah, That's and, and that was offense and defense. They were running the ball with Marshawn Lynch on offense, and then defensively, you had Cam Chancellor, Earl Thomas, Bobby Wagner, all these guys. Uh, that was a physical bunch, and we were known to be kind of the, the dome team from the Orleans from that couldn't win on the road, uh, was, and they they proved it.
3: I said, J-Mac, I sat next to Cam Chancellor. I went to the Mandalay Bay, mm-hmm. and I'm in one of those little uh, private little things, and I'm sitting there, and there's this long athlete next to me, and I look over, and I'm like, I swear to God, that's Cam Chancellor. And I, I talked to him for a Very nice guy. Yeah, great guy. Dude. dude mean on the field, though. <laughs> dude, he his size, I was like, and he goes, yeah, I've, I've, you know, I've lost a little bit. And, and I'm like, yeah. uh, excuse me, that dude was a thumper.
4: Yeah. When he, when he hit, uh, what was the lineman that he, he put down a couple times? <laughs> and He's hitting, pulling guards. And I'm like, that is a man right there. That's, <laughs> that's, if you're going to play the strong safety position, that's how you do it. Right yeah, there. he was
3: built like a linebacker. Yeah. Um, all right. So CJ Stroud shocks the world. And I said this weekend, I think there's going to be a little regression. Everybody's got film now. Now, I think he's done really well. Yeah. He's like Jared Goff. If you give him time, beautiful throw of the football. Yep. I mean, it's pretty. Um, I'm kind of shocked. Ohio State guy. So mm-hmm. I said that I didn't see a ton of juice. I just saw a pocket guy, and, and, and Goff as a pocket guy has limitations. As an Ohio State guy, you probably heard stuff about him. Yeah. What, what, what were they – are you surprised by – I mean, he makes no mistakes.
4: Yeah, I think that's what I'm, you're most surprised at is any rookie, I don't care how good you are, You you they come in, and usually you're concerned about taking care of the football, and I don't think he's thrown an interception yet. No. Yeah, which is which is surprising. I think – you know, that that just tells me, without even looking at the tape, that he's probably clean in the pocket. He's probably not getting hit a lot. Um, and they're making it very easy for him from a read standpoint. Simple concepts, get the ball out of his hands, keep him standing upright. And I think that's a good formula for for a young quarterback. Certainly the first year. Yeah, cer- certainly. I mean, what you don't want him to feel like is coming in and he's got to overwhelm. Yeah, will the team to victory? That's a tough place to be in, especially if you don't have the roster around him. So I, I mean, I think it's it's one of those things that it is surprising. I, you, you, I always expect, especially as a former DB, for young quarterbacks to come in and and be able to get taken advantage of just a little bit. Um, but that just hadn't been the case. What was it like to face Drew Brees in practice? Did he make you better? Oh, 100%. Uh, I mean, I remember, especially when it came to, like, trying to trick quarterbacks, he's one of the more cerebral quarterbacks there was. And I can remember showing, you know, a cover two shell, and I'm thinking, all right, he's going to check to a run versus this. But we're in down safety, and I'm the down safety. And he checks to a pass, and I just couldn't figure it out. So after practice, I asked him, like, what were you looking at? And he's like, you, you and Roman actually had a really good disguise. I thought it was covered too, but the linebacker wasn't, he wasn't over in the C-gap, which means that you probably needed to come down and take that. And so it's like he knows the defense better than the defense half the time. <laughs> I'm trying to teach the linebackers now, like, hey, when I'm disguising, you got to disguise with me. <laughs> and, you, and you realize that there is, when you talk about, you know, a quarterback at the line of scrimmage who has an awareness of the game, there is definitely a drop-off when it comes to, like, those top-tier Brady's, Breezes, Manning's uh, to everyone else who kind of knows. They'll know the safety. They'll know, you know, a nickel pressure. But the detail of the defensive line shades to where the linebackers are, that stuff is – that was next level. So, for me – it even made me now layer in my disguises. It made me talk to more teammates. I had to get the linebackers to to play into it, get the nickels to play into it, because you realize it's not just, you know, college, like, hey, I line up on the hash, and I'm going to trick, <laughs> I'm gonna trick this, uh, the quarterback. So you played
3: for two of the most uh, ribald, loud, raucous fan bases, St. Eagles. Yeah. I mean, if you had to pick two teams and say, I, I just want to play for a franchise where the fans care. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And this is a weird question, but a Monday night in New Orleans, a Sunday night in Philly, what is is it like to be a pro athlete? You make a big play, and the Eagle fans connect with you and the Saints fans. You'll never have that high again. You'll have family highs. You'll have other things. Yeah. But that must be such an elevated. Those fan bases love their players. Yeah.
4: It's a a special connection, you know, like as a and I I can watch it now from the stands because I'll go to the games and, and I'm almost like I'm always very grateful because I didn't really understand like what stage that I was on. But now that I'm in the stands, you realize just how connected the fans are to a player. So when you make that interception, you make that tackle and you're celebrating, you feel the entire city, you know, matching your vibration. Uh, it's a it's a special thing, and you know you know that teams that or the the city is behind you. Now the the difference between those cities is what happens when you they, lose when the yeah, when things aren't it gets going loud well. Philly. <laughs> it gets real loud in Philly. Uh, well, I was telling I was in New Orleans last night and uh, speaking about the book, and they asked me about the difference between the fans. I said really, when it's going well, things are pretty comp- comparable, but when things are split, you know, Philly they'll just boo you and talk bad about you. New Orleans they'll just chalk it up and have a party in the Superdome. <laughs> <laughs> they'll cut the music up and just say, all right, you know, Le Bon Roulet. <laughs> Yeah.
3: Did you ever listen to WIP and that stuff? I, no, I couldn't do that. It was, it was brutal. Bryce Harper said he listens to it every day.
4: No, I can't do it. All right. was, I was one of those people. I, I turned off the TV, turned off the radio uh, because it's, it's brutal. And it, every week, you know, it doesn't matter what you did last week. Every week, the sky's falling.
3: Okay. Malcolm Jenkins
4: the forward by Tom Brady. Yeah. How great is that? Uh, that was special. Uh, Tom is, you know, when I came up with the title, I'm thinking, all right, well, who's my favorite opponent? You know, when I talk about being a defender, and Tom was that person. I didn't realize how much he motivated me as a player until he retired, and I'm still, now I'm looking at the NMC South like, who am I getting ready for? <laughs> it was different, and I played Tom so many times. Um, so reaching out to him, and, and he blessed me with the forward, uh and that was special because I you know as a competitor I learned a lot from him joint practices just watching how he prepares some of the things he did stuck with me my whole career uh just watching him as a young guy so definitely uh super grateful for him blessing me with the with the forward
3: well I have a two and a half hour flight today and I'm going to dive into this thing and is that a picture of you when you were kid? It- yeah
4: that's that was my first year playing Wow. Come a long way. <laughs> this is a great-looking
3: book. I appreciate what it. What Winners Won't Tell You, forward by Tom Brady, lessons from a legendary defender. I can't wait to dive into this thing. Malcolm, you've always been great to our show. You have a lot of options and a lot of offers, and I always
4: appreciate that. I appreciate you.
3: I have a great parlay for you this weekend thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook. New users, use the code HERD, H-E-R-D, when you download the app. Here's my parlay. Parlay. I'll take the Jags at home minus four to win and cover against the Colts, who are going with a backup quarterback. Colts outplayed them in week one. Jags will not overlook Indy. Jags minus four. Seahawks at the Bengals. Cincinnati found their groove. This game is urgent. They're in a very tough division. Every game matters now after a rocky start. I'll take the Bengals minus three to cover. And the Commanders with extra prep off a blowout loss, humiliated, get points, two and a half at Atlanta. Atlanta beat Houston. I don't think they're better than Houston. They just beat them. I'm going to take the Commanders plus two and a half. If you want to take the herd parlay, check out DraftKings Sportsbook. New users, use the code HERD, H-E-R-D, when you download the app.
0: 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-N-Y or text HOPE-N-Y-467-369. See show notes for full details.
1: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks
2: with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
3: Don't miss out on any of the NBA playoff action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. 90 seconds, all it takes. Use the code HERD. New customers bet five. That's it. Five bucks and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. That's code HERD only on DraftKings. The crown is yours.
0: and responsible gaming resources
3: black buffalo zero products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of comparable products if you're an adult 21 and older that dips going to tell you about an american made success story in black buffalo zero pouches black buffalo's zero pouches are not owned by big tobacco they're an independent company proudly built right here in the usa by american farmers for adult consumers what are they made of pretty simple Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients. Most importantly, there's no nicotine or tobacco. Black Buffalo Zero is all about the history and tradition of dip, but they understand the convenience and discretion modern-day consumers are looking for. Bold flavor, full pouches. Black Buffalo Zero pouches give you the versatility to consume discreetly, but still keep the ritual with flavors Dippers Love, Mint, Straight, Wintergreen, Peach, even Blood Orange, all proudly made right here in the U.S. So if you're 21 and older and want to learn more about Black Buffalo Zero, head over to BlackBuffaloZero.com to learn more. You can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo Zero, zero nicotine, zero tobacco, 100% ritual. This fall, keep mealtime exciting with HelloFresh. Over 40 recipes to choose from. Take 50% off. Free shipping too. Go to HelloFresh.com 50Colin. That's Code 50Colin at HelloFresh.com slash 50Colin. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news.
1: This is the Herdline
5: News. Well, breaking news here uh, in the final hour. So uh, we know Daniel Jones got injured in the loss of the Dolphins and Saquon Barkley was not happy. Fans who were cheering DJ's neck injury. Daniel Jones has officially been ruled out for Sunday night football against the Buffalo Bills. It's going to be Tyrod Taylor. I, I
3: Honestly, I trust Tyrod Taylor more.
5: I hear you, but come on. We don't want to see backup quarterbacks in prime time. Anyways, uh, Saquon Barkley spoke about yelling at fans over the DJ neck injury. Here's what he had to say. <clears throat> when Jones, someone who would give his freaking all for this franchise in this city, and would go out there and risk it every single day and do whatever he can to bring a Super Bowl to the city and organization... He just hurt his neck and he's sitting in a blue tent getting checked on for his neck. And you got a fan just mother effing him that just doesn't sit well with me. Go ahead and boo. Go ahead and cheer. That's part of the game. But have sympathy at the same time. Yeah, I agree. I think fans like that are jerks. I'm shocked a New York Giants fan is acting like a meatball. Well, let's be honest. As some guys sitting there with
3: 99 a 99% of New York sports fans don't do that. But in every stadium, there's people that have uh, no empathy, and they just view players as objects for their satisfaction. Overwhelmingly, in my life, I've run into about two jerky fans. Most are great. The jerky fans, just in being, general or of this show? No, I you? think no. I think no. I mean, no, no, no. I mean, uh, I've been to ballparks my whole life. Overwhelmingly, fans are great. Somebody gets inebriated. Somebody's losing money Man. on a bet. But I, I don't want to give any fan like this too much attention because, in my experience. That is, if you're sitting with 100 people, there's three drunk guys and two idiots, and 95 people are great. I mean, you just can't, You you add alcohol to any situation, and it gets... It goes sideways okay. for I some mean, people. This guy's
5: injured. He's got a neck injury. He's in the blue tent and you're cursing it. That just seems gross. Like, look at like look yourself in the mirror and be like, what am yeah, yeah, I don't, doing I with I my I think life? You, have
3: a, you have a few drinks and you don't. I
5: get I a do. clue. Um, all right, let's move on to the Seahawks and Bengals. This is the biggest game this weekend for you and I, since we're on opposite sides here. Uh, it's going to feature DK Metcalf, Jamar Chase. Metcalf was asked about Chase during media availability. And although DK gave him some praise, listen to this jab at the end.
0: Just the
4: long ball that uh, I think uh, Burrow threw to him um, on like a 70 yard bomb, just how effortlessly he caught the ball. So uh, he's just a great receiver. Um, Tip my hat off to him with, you know, what he's done the first three years in the league. Um, so, um, you know, it'll be fun to watch uh, Sunday, but I think Spoon will get the best of him.
3: I don't think you should put that out there. Interesting. Spoon is a rookie. The kid, I, I mean, he was phenomenal against the Giants. He is. Rookies can often be phenomenal, then they hit a wall about week. You know, they play 12 college games. Then they get to about week 10, 11 NFL. They hit a little wall. Everybody's got film on them. I love Witherspoon, C.J. Stroud, but, you know, there's... I I, I like Woolen, the other cornerback. Yeah, well, he's now in his second year.
5: Yeah, this this whole, like, Seattle, like, they have a history, right, of these guys who love to talk. And we know Richard Sherman uh, getting in Brady's face was memorable. Um, Jamar Chase has responded to DK's comments saying it was just praise for a teammate, but at the end of the day... Um, you know, oh, yeah. We'll see what happens. Um, yes. Who you got in this one? They're locked in on Bengals, right? I, re- I don't like the Bengals. I like them a lot. A lot? A lot. So why is it only two and a half?
3: Well, because Seattle's a good team. A little overvalued, perhaps. Their O-line in Seattle is a problem, and Cincinnati can get after you with their pass rush. The O-line's okay. beat up. It's injured, and I Cincinnati makes things very uncomfortable. The, the toughest part of this is just backing Geno Smith, you know. Like, well, I think at this point we have to acknowledge that he is a very solid, accurate pocket passer, and that's what we acknowledge. Not everybody in this league that wins games hoists trophies, but I think he's a he is righted the ship. I'll tell you, you'd rather be Seattle and Denver right now, not costing you anything.
5: So, uh, well, in, in I don't the, know about that. Seattle's go, no, actually, I don't know about that at all. Seattle with Gino is going to have you, like, in the playoffs, and you're but you're not winning a Super Bowl with Gino Smith. We would agree with that, right? I'd rather
3: be close than... Uh, Why? I would rather bottom out and start over with a you, high draft everybody pick. Everybody always says that. Do you want to bottom out in life? Well, life That's is like, different than sports, because sports is
5: socialism, where if you're terrible, you then get a great draft pick. I mean, I, what am I, I'm not looking to bottom out in life and get a handout from the government. That's not helping me. I'm not getting anywhere. But the Denver Broncos, you bottom out with Russ, you kick him to the curb, dead cap hit, start oh, over with they, Drake uh, May. Who would you rather have, Drake May or Geno Smith going forward?
3: Who's Drake May? Okay, so, t- all right. Is this a concession or are you willing to? Well, but what if the Seahawks draft Michael Penix? He drops to like 18. And- oh, okay. They could draft him, I yeah, guess. So it's like, I don't know. I don't. Um, I, 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 I. Bottoming out the Philadelphia 76ers did that for about six years, you know, and it's Very like. Very true. I'm not into that. So you give me a discount on tickets? I was just uh, wondering. Wait, 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 It'd be one thing wait, if it's wait, a year, wait. but like this whole bottom out thing. Oh, I go to an NBA game, it's 340 bucks for a ticket. So, so when you're bottoming yeah. out, it's uh, 80
5: Sitting in the front row of a
3: Lakers game? Hey, I go clarity, no wow. cocktails. Okay. I am there doing business, writing down notes, assessing the bench and the depth and the coaching.
5: Okay. Uh, <laughs> final story to the NBA. Ooh, look, this is kind of exciting. Damian Lillard. Is expected oh. to make his Bucks debut Sunday against LeBron and the Lakers. Saucy. I don't. I can't. I imagine. can't.
3: I'm watching. Oh, it's Sunday night. Well, it's, it's Sunday night in the crappy Giants game, so I'll watch this. Okay, fair. I don't think LeBron. Why would LeBron play in the preseason? Anyways, Dame and
5: Giannis will suit up after missing wait. the first two games. Look at him. He looks, looks good in that uniform. Will be uniform. the first time they've been on the uh, same court together. Colin, Bucks. Not uh, they're, they're the favorites in the East, but you and I both like the Celtics. Just to be correct, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. I don't know that this Dame thing's a slam dunk. I like Dame a lot. You do as well. The age is a factor. The recent injuries. Uh, Middleton, Lopez is like 35. Well, but
3: unlike Portland, though, it's not Dame dependent. He's there too, and Lopez and Middleton are good three and four. So I, I don't think Dame has to play every night. I think you could. I'd give him a schedule wait, wait, wait. and say hey, here's. Excuse
5: me, excuse me. Doesn't have to play every night.
3: No, I'm saying if, if Dame gives you 70 of the 82 and he is elevates your fourth quarter offense, he's a home run. Mm. This goes back to the theory. Was Dame a one? Like, yes. he was an awesome player. They got yeah. to the conference final. He's, he's absolutely a one, but, but to, 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 on a franchise. But probably has to be a two to win a championship. That, okay, well said.
5: I would agree a dame as a two
3: is terrifying. Now like Jason Tatum, really- you can win a championship if he's your one. Yeah.
5: My guy Tatum. Yeah, there's
3: He'll only say. about six of those in the league. Giannis is one, Jokic is one, Tatum is one, uh Luca. Steph is one. Luca's he could not defend that chair. He's giving up 32 on one end and scoring 33 in the other. I told you, there's a little mellow here is, with Luka that worries in, me. Is Embiid a one? Yes. Hasn't been to a conference finals and he's a one, but Luka, who carried a team to the conference finals, is not a one? One plays defense and one has played well with others. I don't blame Embiid for Simmons. I just don't blame him for that. I don't wh- Or Harden, frankly. And Harden actually played pretty well with Embiid. I, this is
5: so weird. I... I... The NBA stuff, we just are polar opposites on a lot. That's not great.
3: You know, we're on lockstep. we're giving the audience two samples and two opinions. It's great for the audience. Well, they're going to ride with me on Luca versus B. That's a no-brainer. Well, I wouldn't, if I had to build my franchise today, I would take Luca. But I'm still not, I mean, he's a, to me, is he just a better version of Carmelo Anthony? Not really going to play well with others. No. Not going to defend. He, not like going to be in great shape. He's
5: like a 10-assist-a-game guy, isn't he? Eight, nine, oh, so, 10 assists. So
3: was Stephon Marbury. That doesn't mean anything to me. Mm-hmm. You know what? I, the, the Chris Paul's assists are real. Like, some guys give you 11, and you're like, that's 11 assists. Some guys give you eight. It's just because they have the ball in their hands the entire game? Fair. So he so does like Harden the has the, the ball so much, you end up with nine assists if you have anybody that can shoot. Westbrook has a little bit of that to him. So before this season, would would we have said Jokic... Before last season, would we have
5: said Jokic was a one?
3: Well, everybody has to break through. Yes, we would. Yeah, he was a two-time MVP. He's absolutely a one. Was he a one that could win a championship? We determined that after we saw it. We didn't know that with Giannis. We thought Giannis was a one. Was he a one that can carry you to a title? We had... You such stuff has to happen. Giannis needed... Until you could turn the red light on and talk, just because you were funny in the hallway didn't mean crap. You had to be able to talk on the air. Uh, little dick to end the show, huh? <laughs> that Gee, then you got to go get out of flight, just leave? And read Malcolm Jenkins' book, J-Mac with the News.
1: Well, that's the news.
2: And thanks for stopping by.
1: The Herd line News. One more Herd? The Herd streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search Herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like.
3: Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
2: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
3: The 82-game preseason is in the books. It's finally time for the real season. Don't miss out on any of the NBA playoff action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. From the play-in tournament through the finals, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered with same-game parlays, live betting odds boosts, and more. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. The code is HEARD. New customers bet 5 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. 200. That's code HEARD only on DraftKings.
0: The crown is yours. and responsible gaming resources
3: black buffalo zero products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of comparable products if you're an adult 21 and older that dips going to tell you about an american made success story in black buffalo zero pouches black Buffalo's zero pouches are not owned by big tobacco they're an independent company proudly built right here in the usa by american farmers for adult consumers what are they made of pretty simple Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients. Most importantly, there's no nicotine or tobacco. Black Buffalo Zero is all about the history and tradition of dip, but they understand the convenience and discretion modern-day consumers are looking for. Bold flavor, full pouches. Black Buffalo Zero pouches give you the versatility to consume discreetly, but still keep the ritual with flavors Dipper's Love, Mint, Straight, Wintergreen, Peach, even Blood Orange, all proudly made right here in the U.S. So if you're 21 and older and want to learn more about Black Buffalo Zero, head over to BlackBuffaloZero.com to learn more. You can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo Zero, zero nicotine, zero tobacco, 100% ritual. Notre Dame trying to knock off USC, a vaunted arch rival, Sam Hartman now making the offense click can they outscore Caleb Williams or shut him down wet and windy undeterred Bruce Feldman Fox Sports live right over his shoulder touchdown Jesus it's almost biblical when we send when we send Bruce on big stories it's bigger than just a football game okay first thing and i think it's a, a, a story is the weather this is a high powered offense you know, wind is bad for landing planes and quarterbacks. What do you know about that?
6: It's going to be a little sloppy. There will be rain today. We already had a little. We'll have some tomorrow. Um, our meteorologist on the crew, Matt Leinert, says he heard it's going to stop right before kickoff. Um, I will say this. Matt also has a heater under this desk. And it's not that cold. <laughs> so I think it'll be fine. But, you know, you're a throwing team if you're Caleb. that This definitely is advantage Notre Dame because it's not going to be perfect weather.
3: Listen. The defense is bad for USC again. You can run on them. They don't tackle well. Lincoln Riley is pushed back. Can't we just acknowledge the truth here? This side of the ball is not good again, and I could argue it's just as bad as last year. Am I being hyperbolic? That's what my eyes tell me. Bruce, what do you make of it?
6: I would tend to agree with you, Colin. I mean, I thought they were going to be a lot better. They might be a little better, but here's the problem. you know, The last three teams they played, a really down Arizona State team, Colorado with a bad offensive line, um, and then last week with Arizona. These are not the heavyweights on their schedule. They're right now getting into the heavyweights of the schedule, starting uh, tomorrow at Notre Dame. I mean, you still have you still have Washington, Oregon, UCLA, Utah's in there. I mean, those are more physical teams than they've already played. So if you can't hold up and tackle against the teams they played, what's it going to be like when you go against some of these teams that are more talented than than the group they've seen? And more physical. I mean, Lincoln can say whatever he wants to say, but the reality is what's the scoreboard telling us? I mean, they're hanging by a thread. Caleb's been Superman. I don't know how much longer that can hold up because at some point it feels like unless they make a marketable improvement as a tackling team and their defensive backs start playing better on the ball. I think they're going to get knocked off a time or two. It's just because the schedule just gets that much harder, and the margin for error is going to be a lot smaller.
3: So good old line and Sam Hartman, but Notre Dame is a defensive leaning club now. At club b- by Marcus Freeman's a defensive coach. Um, can they put points on the board? What do you make of Notre Dame's offense?
6: I was not. I did not like what I saw from them last week. I mean, they've always had a physical offensive line, a really good run game. Louisville took it to them last week. Notre Dame did not run the ball well, and they got it run down their throats by Louisville. It actually looked like Louisville was Notre Dame and Notre Dame was Louisville last week. Maybe that's a function of they played two really tough games in a row before that. Obviously, the Ohio State game was really emotional, and then they rallied to beat Duke, and Duke is pretty good this year. This is week four of this stretch. Are they going to get it back going, and are they going to be more physical? I think that's a challenge for Marcus Freeman's team. Because if you ask me right now, who do I have more confidence in, Caleb or Sam Hartman, I'm gonna say Caleb every time. And the Notre Dame defense, again, I think they're 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 more physical, but they had, did not look good last week. And that bodes well for USC, because we know USC has a lot of firepower and we know they got Superman under center for them.
3: Washington hosts Oregon. Most of the nation knows that Oregon is a very solid program. Washington quietly has built an offensive powerhouse with NFL players everywhere. Uh your thoughts. I I think it's going to be high scoring. Your thoughts on what we're going to see.
6: I you know like that's what it looks like. You have two quarterbacks in Bo Nix and Michael Penix Jr. who are playing at an exceptionally high level, really good receivers. And the other big thing that gets overlooked is you have offensive lines that have been really, really good. Yeah. Neither guy takes sacks. Now the difference here for me, Oregon gets a lot more pressure than Washington has. Washington's pass rush, which was really good before. They have two good defensive ends. They've been pretty non-existent so far. So can they get some heat on Bo Nix for some mistakes? Obviously, it's a tough place to play. You know, that's a loud stadium when it's rolling. That's a great home field environment. The other thing I want to see is, can Washington really slow down the Oregon run game? It feels to me like Oregon is the more complete team. Yes. But the truth of it is, neither team has played great competition at this point. So, you know, I can't wait to see what happens. Both quarterbacks have really reinvented themselves as coming to the Pac-12. They've matured. They're playing at a really high level. I think it's going to be a big, high-scoring game. The question will be whose pass rush can be more effective tomorrow.
3: Michigan, P.J. Fleck said that's the best college team I've ever faced. Ohio State's good, but some concerns up front. Give me your thoughts on what you hear and see with the Buckeyes. We know Michigan's good. We know Penn State's good. It's like Ohio State's like USC. I know they're talented. Are they good? What do you think from the Buckeyes?
6: We had them last week against Maryland. They're definitely good because they have great receivers, obviously with Marvin Harrison Jr., um, and they're deep. And their and their defense, I think is much better than it's been. They got three cornerbacks who can play, they have good linebackers who are experienced and they have, you know, JT2 and Malo Out leads a really good defensive line. There's no there's no Chase Young in there, but they're really good. The issue for me right now is they couldn't run the football last week and, you know, that was Maryland you know that's not what the michigan defensive line is going to be that's, that's honestly not what the penn state defensive line is going to be their offensive line is still finding its way now it doesn't mean they can't get it going they did not have travian henderson last week right. their star running back he was hurt you know i i think they have the pieces but unless that offensive line can get it sorted out michigan has a definite identity they're going to mash you and i don't know how well ohio state will hold up to that because the issue now is Last year they had CJ Stroud who was fantastic and he could orchestrate and he, he could beat you being one dimensional if they had to be. I don't know if Kyle McCord can do that, especially with the game in Ann Arbor.
3: Yeah, I think that's a great point, is that Michigan's got an identity. Ohio State's just really, really talented searching for one. And I think that that's an absolutely great point. Okay, Bruce Feldman, uh say hi to Liner. Liner's soft. Give me give me a break. It's like fifty-eight degrees.
6: Man, there's a heater under here that's like it's It's ridiculous. It's like we're in Minnesota in January, and we're not.
3: (laughs) Lighter. Those Southern California quarterbacks, they don't like to get hit, and they don't like anything under 65 degrees. Feldman's great. writer, The Athletic, covering college football forever. New York Times bestseller, Fox Sports. Enjoy it, buddy. Can't wait to watch.
6: Yeah. Thanks, Colin. Have a good time this weekend.
3: All right. Yeah, I'm going to the Oregon-Washington game. I got an invitation. Obviously, I accepted. Biggest game in the Pacific Northwest since... Washington knocked off Miami. Rick Neuheisel. No, no, that was, Epman was in the early 90s. It's just a big one. I mean, there's been a lot of big games at Oregon and Washington. and I mean, I'm not, the Civil War and the Apple Cup, but I'm talking, this game feels like it's going to be a more entertaining version of Notre Dame USC. This is a big, these are good teams. I mean, it's a or- good Saturday, yeah. No, I mean, it, this is, I, it feels 36-30. Oregon's oh. got the more complete team. Washington's offense is, it's a pro offense. Yeah. Three NFL receivers, NFL first round quarterback, two of the receivers first round, brilliant offensive coach, two NFL tackles. Like like Washington, and there, there's an argument, it's the most progressive college offense in the country. It is speed just everywhere. Defense, they don't get much of a pass rush. All right, we're done. We'll see you live in LA. It's the Herd. Hi, let's talk about
2: Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com
3: This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Decovis is your stop before attending your next concert. All Decovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Decovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Decovis store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. I love it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tecovas.com. Stores are great, but it's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.